Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, the pressure mounts on Ava, Robert gets mickeyed, and Peter August's plans of keeping his identity secret are starting to unravel. Let's do it. You're tuning in to the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Oh, look at this. Look at that. Look at that smiling face. That's why she's an actress. She's going to pretend she's excited to do this. I am excited. Next Frank. 45 minutes of the GH Report <laughs> with me. Welcome, everybody. Of course, this is the show that breaks down uh, pretty much every week the, the latest comings and goings. Poor Charles. I'm on your host, Frank Moran. And I am Carla Renata. Oh, yes. And as always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And, of course, the chat is up and running. Carla's got it up there so she can hear your thoughts. Feel free to chime in about anything happening right now in Port Charles or uh, just in general. Or you want to get more particular about what we're going to be talking about. We'd love to hear what you've got to say. Hey. Yes, but before we get into the nitty gritty, uh, how are you feeling? As always, we'd like to start up, start off with uh, just the general state of affairs of Port Charles. You know, this was kind of a slow burn week for me at Port Charles or in Port Charles. It was a little bit of a slow burn week. It felt like everything took forever to evolve. Like maybe midweek, mid to the end of the week is when it really started to get a little juicy. But those first three days, it was like, oof, what is happening? But what I really love is I've said this numerous times, and I said this off air to you briefly, that Ava is really starting to show her true colors. I knew this, you know, too good to be true, wifey material, Ava with Griffin, who left the priesthood. I knew eventually them horns were going to come out and she was going to show her face and show her fangs, and that she did. I was like, I knew it was coming. (laughs) I knew it was coming. Uh, We'll dive into the particulars in just a second, but I want to ask you, when you're watching General General Hospital, Mm. what are the storylines currently right now that you get excited about. That you're like, all right, I'm excited to watch this next five or six or seven scenes, this episode. And which I, the ones that are going to make you like, like, oh, gosh, I cannot watch a scene about this today. The two storylines that, that I really like watching evolve are the ones with Sonny's father slowly declining into um, Alzheimer's, into dementia. I really like the way that the show is handling it. I really like the way that they keep bringing Aunt Stella in as a social worker to reassure Sonny every once in a while when there seems to be a setback for Mike. I really enjoy all of that. I also enjoy the scenes between Kiki and Dr. Hansy, for oh. lack of a better way to say it. Because he's just... He's just, it's interesting to see how, at first, I thought that storyline was just going to be one note and they were going to play it one way, and now it's starting to get a little interesting, where it's not, you know, one note, and there's some other other ingredients that are being thrown in to make it a little more 
more spicy. So mm, nice little tasty soup. Nice little tasty soap soup. Mm, yeah, I got it. <laughs> uh, now, all right, let's be honest, because yeah, we're all about honesty here mm. on the GH Report. Mm. You know, Carla preaches it. I, I, I don't. I lie left and right. But uh, we like to pretend that I, I'm being truthful. Uh, if you're, if you're watching. Do you watch from beginning to end an episode, or if there's a storyline that you're like, all right, I'm, I'm done with the storyline, that you will hit the fast forward button? I watch from beginning to end every episode, because what usually happens is sometimes I watch it in real time, and sometimes I can't. So when I don't watch it in real time, I usually watch it really late at night on Hulu, and you can't fast forward through it on Hulu. Very true. So I watch it from beginning to end. It is times when I see it on Hulu that makes me realize just how short that show is. It's like 45 minutes long, 30, 35, 45 minutes it's like, long. It's like 36 minutes when you take away the... The commercials. Yes. Yeah. You're like, man, that's that's all we got for content? Mm-hmm. Holy cow. But it, they drag it out because, you know... But let me, just, <laughs> let me just say this. Can I just say that one thing about soap operas that makes me laugh out loud is whenever they have a situation where somebody's been someone's left a room or left a hallway and the other person is coming in, they always put that close up on the person that whose office or room has been violated. They always put the camera close on that person with that da 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 look on their face and it just <laughs> makes me laugh out loud. Because <laughs> back in the day they used to actually have music when that would happen and now they kinda don't. But it's just hilarious. And if I'd seen one more shot like that with Peter August, I was gonna slip my wrist. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, it was a ridiculous. thousand shots of him with that look on his face like just like that. <laughs> Uh, it is bonkers. Uh, do you want to see like a, a nice mix? Like, do you want to see uh, on any given week uh, a, a great, like, uh, sweeping romantic epic uh, for a couple of characters? Uh, somebody no. going through like uh, some kind of high stakes emotional situation? No, I don't have attention span for that. I like the I like the way that they mix up all the different storylines in one episode. I do. Sometimes it's more of one storyline than another. That's annoying. But I wish it was given. I wish the storylines were given equal weight with each episode is what I wish. Because sometimes what happens is this storyline gets a lot of attention. And Mm -hmm. then this one over here gets like two scenes. (laughs) Yeah, it is that whole like what front burner and back burner characters. (laughs) Yeah. Oof. "Mm, Not so much. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, uh, let's just jump right into our our first story. Uh, And you mentioned it. We'll just start right there. With Ava. Ava. We uh, We got the custody of Avery. We've got Mike and his dementia taking Avery for uh, for an evening where nobody knew where she was. And uh, now she Ava wants to press charges, but she'll let Mike go if she can get full custody for Sonny. You know, she's shady boots. She is, she's so selfish. That is like the most selfish thing ever. All she, not one iota of an inch of her personality sat back and said, this man is sick. I'll give him a pass this time. Not one ounce of her was like, I feel so... What if that was her father? Like, she never, ever put herself in that situation where, what if that was Kiki? What if it was her? What if it was Griffin? What if it was somebody that actually meant something to her? Would she react the same way? I think not. So it's just kind of annoying that she's so dogmatic about trying to stick it to Sonny through his dad. It's so annoying and mean. It's so mean-spirited. But alas, 
like I said, Ava's mean spirited. That nicey nicey, you know, put the past behind you kind of Ava. I knew it wasn't gonna last for long. And now I see her cozying up with Nell all the time and they're in cahoots together about their individual little plans. I'm like, I can't. But I as far as Mike and um her trying to get the custody and stuff is concerned, it's just kind of like I hated to see Sonny be that upset because you could tell that he he would rather slit his wrist than give Ava what she wants. He, you know, because he knows she notoriously messes up her kids. Look what she did to Kiki. She'll do the same thing to Avery. And and you know what may you know what I think is the impetus that made her um kicked her over the edge? Remember that time when they were in the police uh, they were in the PCPD and they took Avery home and she no, A, A, was it Ava taking Avery? Somebody was taking Avery. Yeah, Ava took Avery and the little and Avery turned around and said, Bye mama, bye papa to Carly and yep. Sonny. I think she has not been able to forgive that because she's like, I'll be damned if I'm going to let my child grow up thinking Carly's her mother. All right. What do you think is Ava's mindset? Do you think that she wants Avery all full custody because she genuinely cares and is looking nope. at this as a second opportunity to nope. maybe fix what happened with Kiki? Nope. Or it's, this baby is mine and I want my baby. Yep. That's exactly what it is. She's selfish. She's like, this is my baby. It came out of my body. She does not belong to you. I don't care if she's half yours. She's my kid. It's just selfish. It's so selfish. But it's so Ava. Like, I'm I'm kind of glad. Kudos to the GH writers for bringing Ava back around to her true self. Because, honey, that goody two-shoes Ava was wearing me out. I couldn't, I couldn't with her. I was like, mm. She's what, like watching paint dry. I can't. What about Sonny and Carly? Do you think that if... Should they have been so hardlined with keeping full custody? Or if they maybe approached joint custody earlier with Ava, things might be a little bit better in terms of them, their relationship, as well as Avery's relationship with both sets. I think their relation, I think Sonny and Carly's relationship has been severed a little bit just by virtue of the events that went down. Because if Carly had gone to pick up Avery or drop Avery off like she was supposed to to Ava instead of taking her instead of leaving her with the nanny and then Mike was like, "Oh, I'll come with y'all." Then we would not have the series of events that we have. So, I think that in addition to that, Sonny's feeling some kind of way. He's trying to act like he doesn't. He's trying to act like it doesn't bother him. And he's like, he even, you know, a couple of weeks back he even suggested that she go get therapy. That she go see Dr. Collins because he feels like she's making everything up. Because he he mentions it over and over and over again this week, numerous times about even to a, with a um, in a conversation that he has with Jason about you know first there was a scarf and then the scarf wasn't there, then there was a note on the car and then the the note didn't have anything on it, then there was somebody in in the office and you know, like what's going on now. She felt she's smelling perfume and all this other other kind of stuff. He's so over her right now. He's like he's he's got this look on his face like I got enough on my plate with my dad. I don't need to be watching after you too. Is the vibe I'm getting from him? And I feel like in the next coming weeks we're gonna see some serious, not so comfortable scenes between him and Carly. Well, I agree, but I, what I I guess what I'm more thinking about in just in terms of. Sonny and Carly and Avery and Ava. Would should Sonny and Carly have been so rigid and uh, really just kept full custody of Avery? 
Do you yes. think if they if they'd done joint custody earlier, that what happened with Mike would not have blown up? Ava would not have been so no. combative. No, I think I think it wouldn't have mattered what Sonny did. Ava still was going to find a way to to act out. I don't think it would have mattered what they did. She was going to find something to go look, look, see what they did, see what they did. It wouldn't have mattered what what they what kind of. Um, agreement that they tried to throw her away, she would have kept throwing it up in her, in their face like she did. Like, no matter what they came at her with, she kept throwing that up in their face. Well, she, he, he what would have happened? You know, what, and, and then this is the thing. So what would have happened with Mike, because he thought that Avery was Courtney, right? So what would have happened with, with Mike if Mike had not had a, had a squeaky clean relationship with Courtney? Then that could have been kind of ugly too it, with him with Avery. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I don't think it would have mattered, honestly. Well, eventually Ava and Sonny work out a deal of joint custody to uh, have Ava go in and speak so kindly and compassionately about Mike and the unfortunate circumstances that happened on the day that he took Avery. Uh, so well, you know why she did it. Because oh, yeah. you remember the fight that her and Griffin had? Griffin let her have it. He yeah. went in on her. And he went in on her because... She was mad. She was mad at him because he gave the court the medical records. He's Mike's doctor. Like, that's his job. He's a doctor. That's his patient. That's his job. And he was like, really? Are you going to be mad at me because I'm doing my job? For real? Is that how this conversation is going to go right now? I was like, and she looked at him like, you could see behind the actress's eyes. You could see her, which is brilliant on her part. You could see behind her eyes, her scrambling, trying to find some kind of reasoning for her irrational behavior when it came to that particular decision, but she couldn't come up with anything. Well, Ava is just uh, famous for, you can't uh, stick her in a corner. She will find some way to squirm out and twist uh, facts to suit her needs. Uh, she refuses so just to just like be so culpable sad. for her actions. So uh, sad. Seeing the, I, and it was high time that Griffin at least kind of saw... Just how Saw her for who she was, yes. right? Because I was like, "How long is this boy gonna walk around with these rose-colored glasses on?" I'm like, "Cause I was starting to get annoyed with him." I'm like, "Do you really not see who it is that you're dealing with?" I mean, did you not see it on Valentine's Day with the whole rose petal situation? Did you not see it when she bust in on you and Kiki? Like, how many things does she have to do for you to see who she truly is? And it's unfortunate that it took something of that gravitas for him to go, "Oh, okay, now I see you for who you are." Please. Yeah, but I also, I, I, I guess Griffin is sticking around because he genuinely cares for her. Well, but he the left fact, the priesthood for her, so yeah. But the, which he did, he does let, let that slip uh, into there as well during their conversation. Mm -hmm. But the fact is, we talked about before. He's never said like "I love you." He, these little bits and pieces that you I might say if you're in a relationship with somebody else, he never says those. Yeah, is, I would feel some kind of way if I said I love you to somebody and they and they go, "Okay, see you later." I'm like, oh. <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. What the hell? <laughs> but do you want, if you were in that same situation, do you want somebody just to say it back because you've said it? Or I do you want them to say that because they genuinely mean it? I wouldn't want them to say it because they just, because they felt like they needed to say it because I needed for them to say it. Like, say it because you mean it. If you don't mean it, then there's an issue here. And we play in house for the wrong reason. So we need to sit down and have a little conversation. And they're playing house for the wrong reason, so they need to sit down and have a little conversation. Say Griffin comes back later that night, and they have dinner, uh, and he goes up to clean, wash the dishes. And he says, thanks for, <laughs> thanks for a great dinner. I love you. Mm -hmm. uh, he says that at a different time. Does that make him... No. 
that is that better, worse, or That's, no difference? You don't get a pass for that. If somebody, if you are leaving for the day and someone says, I love you, um, if you really love them, I love you back would be nice. But if you don't, because even that shows that he doesn't love her. He was infatuated with her. And now that every time he turns around, there's a different little lie or a different little piece that's coming out showing her true colors. He's becoming more and more less infatuated with her. When it comes out, does she know about them test results? It's going to be a wrap. Can you, if somebody says I love you, can you just say, you're cool, man? Can you no. just say that? Frank, hell no. All right, well. <laughs> I guess that explains why I've been having such poor luck. No. All right. (laughs) I can't with you. Or if just like a thumbs up. How would you like it if somebody did that to you? How would you like it if you said I love you and somebody was like. You know, I've had that happen more often than you think. You have not. Stop playing. I do. Somebody has not given you the thumbs up after you said I love you. Come on. I'm unlovable, Carla. (laughs) All right, <laughs> we'll move on. <laughs> oh God, <laughs> the drama of it all. Oh yes. So, I uh, of course, Carla, you've been talking about another great topic. We saw a couple more scenes, so we'll jump into that story too. Okay. Uh, Kiki and Doctor Bench. So you mentioned the layer, the variety of layers. What are you liking that they're adding into the soap soup that you're that's making you enjoy okay, the story better? So I like the fact that there was that predictable scene where he he blasted her out for not being able to diagnose this this mythical patient quick enough, and then the very next day he flips it, and it's like very good, Jerome, and she was like, "What's up?" And then she calls him out on it, right? So she calls him out on it. And he was like, no, I'm just trying to keep you, keep you on your toes. Because she was like, yo, I was about to quit. Because that was like, that was a little, that was too much even for me. And she was about to quit. And I would have hated to see her quit over his shenanigans. I'm glad she stayed in there. But I kind of feel like when they softened him up, I feel like they're doing that to have to rope her back in somehow. I'm not quite sure how that's going to play out, but I also like the fact that they've that they've now infiltrated Griffin into that little storyline. Because every time she's talking to him, Griffin Griffin is always lurking in the background and walks up and is like, "Are you okay?" I'm like, "Really?" Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it's just for me. I'm wondering if it's because I mean, it could be a, certainly a, a mixture of emotions for for both of them. Certainly for Doctor Bench, the embarrassment of maybe misreading a whole situation. Maybe. I'm just speculating. Uh, you know, the, Also being a doctor and an authority figure as well, realizing perhaps he overstepped his bounds. Uh, that awkwardness can kind of just all be mixed in with also the tough love that a doctor needs to show a uh, promising medical student just because that's just the way it, it maybe kind of is done in the medical field. Uh, Akiki's thing, it's, it's certainly feeling like, wait, this is a, somebody, an authority figure that's kind of crossed a personal line with me. Uh, how can I work with this person? Is this always going to be some kind of dynamic? Is this person... Uh, every time we have a conversation, is it be, is he acting meanly towards me because I rejected his advances, or is he just being that tough love doctor and he'd be like this with anybody else following him as well? I do like that there's a very a variety of different shades and attitudes that could be added into this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I I would hate that it all just ends up being uh, we're slow burning that he's just a real big perv. He is. Oh, and man. I think I think we're slow burning that he's a real big perv. I think that somebody that is pervious like that, 
they do have different shades and colors to them. They can't be all one note because then they're they're called out way too quickly. If they throw some different colors and shades in there, then it makes it a little bit harder to pinpoint what their motive is. And and it confuses the person that they're dealing with. So he's in that he's in that phase where he's trying to confuse her. He's trying to confuse her to the point, well, maybe I was making it up. Maybe, maybe, maybe I felt like, you know, it was it, it was all in my head. Maybe it wasn't as, as overtly pervy as, as I um, took it. I don't know. But I just want to see her clock him one good time. I just want her to punch him in his throat just one good time. <laughs> Carla's a good throat punch, everybody. She actually, when we end the show, when we get up off these chairs, the first thing she does, she just punches me right in the throat. I just want... Drops to... me right to my knees for a few I minutes. I just want Kiki to punch Dr. Bench in his throat one good time. <laughs> just one time. Uh, this is an example for me. Like, Would you want soaps to kind of be more fast-paced where we might make him just a little bit more one-note because we want to accelerate and get through the story? Or do you appreciate the fact the soap is taking its time, adding some more nuance in the story, even though it'll now take a lot longer for the story to play out? Well, that's the soap opera formula. That's what they do. They drag stuff out. It used to be a point... It, soap operas used to be a place where you literally could watch... You could watch an episode this week and come back two weeks later and they would still be talking about the same thing. They've gotten away from that a little bit because now... If you watch on Monday, you're not going to see the same storyline that you saw Monday on Friday sometimes. Sometimes they accelerate some storylines faster than others. I just kind of think it depends on what it is. But no, I, I like to see them play it out because I like for the writers to to play with the dialogue and play with the situation to see how many different ways they can go with it. Because that gives the writers something to do, too. If it's like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am. Like, who wants to write that? That's not nice. Yeah, but trying to come up with, like, five different ways to say the same beat again and again But that's, and again. that's a challenge. It's a challenge, for, it's a challenge for the actors. It's a challenge for the writers. It's a challenge for the, the fans like us that watch it because <laughs> yeah. they... They have keep to find patients? yeah, they have to find right. ways to keep us interested, find ways to keep us wanting to come back to see more. Cuz think about it, every soap opera on ABC that was there is gone except for General Hospital and General Hospital is 55 years old. So there's a reason or some reason why we all keep tuning in to see what's happening at Port Charles and it's because they they have a nice combination of the slow burn acceleration method, I think. Well, and also, let's be honest and give credit where credit is due, is the GH report. I mean, we're getting people excited about the show with our witty discourse about it. Uh, and, you know, folks, I, I mean, it's not just uh, the GH report as one of those witty go-tos that you can have for a nice podcast to listen to, whether you're in your car or at the gym or wherever you may be. Uh, we also have another great podcast if you want to learn and listen and grow in all areas of your life. And that is Conversations with Maria Menounos, podcast edition, created by our AfterBuzz TV founder, and it drops on iTunes every single Friday. Conversations with Maria Menounos features celebrity and influencer interviews, along with secrets and tips on how to be better in all aspects of life. From health and wellness to career, relationships, finances, and more, why don't you let Maria be the big sister you never had? So what do you have to do? Simple. Just go to iTunes and subscribe to Conversations with Maria Menounos for free. That's right. She's giving you this free content because she loves you. So when you do that, though, just let her know that it was Carla from the GH Report that got you there. Conversations with Maria Menounos podcast edition. Check it out. Look at that. And let her know that she did a nice little, uh, little princess wave as well. <laughs>
<laughs> yes, I was an ex beauty queen. Yes, yes. Uh, all right. So we talked about you talking about like the 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 the, the fast burn, slow burn nature of the uh, the soaps, mm. uh, and how we the writers have to make us uh, maybe appreciate seeing a scene five different ways and still keep our interest. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you one storyline that that is failing with me. <laughs> I already know what. All right, let's see. All right, let's see. Does Carla know me as well? She thinks she does. What storyline is that? Is this the Peter August storyline? <laughs> yes. Holy cow! I am so tired of Anna. I love Anna, but this whole thing, like her, uh, just doing these elaborate, uh, like lies. I agree with you. Oh. I agree with you with the Anna with the Anna portion of the Peter August storyline. I'm kind of over it. I am actually kind of interested or kind of not interested was I don't even know what the word is but I really kind of like the Curtis the Curtis and Nina involvement in it all with them trying to bring him down with the investigation and them finding stuff and and then I also like how Valentine is kind of like throwing curveballs here and there like the curveball he's throwing <laughs> for freaking Lulu <laughs> Lulu the on the spot reporter that storyline is wearing me out her being a reporter, I'm like, I'm gonna need you to get another job description. Oh no, she's got to be uh, in the mix. In the mix, <laughs> oh, she got her fingers on the pulse. Oh please! So I thought there might be a chance for this storyline to to zig a little bit, where I thought it was gonna zag, mm. and that was when Anna has Jason come over and mm. says, "Oh hey, you know what? I, I'm I, I'm the mother," uh, or I. Excuse me, I can pretend to be Henry. I thought she was going to confess to him too. And I thought, oh, this is going to be great. How is Jason going to do this? And then she was like, well, I can pretend. I was like, damn, really? Yeah, that annoyed me too. I'm with you on that one. That was annoying. Yeah, because it's just, if she wants to make sure that Jason does not kill Heinrich, then bring him into the circle. Right, just tell him the truth. He's not an unreasonable person. I mean, you know. Yeah. Just tell him the truth. And Jason's not a guy that blabs a lot. If you tell him something, unless... He's like freaking Fort Knox of information. So yeah. it's not like he's going to run around. It's not like he's going to go into Charlie's or or, or um, uh, what's the other place? Um, the Metro Court? Not the Metro Court. The other. Oh, the it used to be rib? Ruby's. Oh, Kelly's. Kelly's. Um, it's not like he's going to go into Kelly's or the Metro Court or Charlie's and be like, guess what I heard today, y'all? Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. I would have had more respect for her if she had just told him. Absolutely. I mean, that's the only thing that's, I think she could know they could give Jason pause in that situation. Because like, right. even his face looked like, even the look on his face said, oh my God, she's his mother. And then when she said what she said, he was like, even he was like, really? <laughs> the look on his oh. face was even like, really? Oh, okay. Because, you know, and I, the way she plays those scenes where she, she comes up with this, these elaborate uh, reasons for why she needs to still see Heinrich and that she's got to make sure uh, you know, that he doesn't have Huntington's disease. But she's always just like on the verge of just bawling. And so how can she believe that anybody's going to take anything she says at face value? It's like just – I'm tired ugh. of seeing her involvement. I wish they would just reveal she's his mother already because I feel like that reveal – is going to open up a whole nother can of worms. Yeah. You know, and I would, I just want to see that play out because that could play out for months. 
Yes. But this whole situation with her hiding her identity as his mom, I'm kind of over it. It's like, let's tell somebody already. Well, the other thing that's also annoying, too, is that her whole reason is like, she's telling everybody, like, I want to make sure that he's getting tested for Huntington's disease. Yeah, she. I mean, yeah, it's but, annoying. It's like, but we really? already, we already, we know, already know that. We already know he doesn't have it. <laughs> yes, yeah, he so already like, got the test that said ugh. he didn't have it. Like, but the, she doesn't know that. And I'm like, which is kind of amazing that she doesn't know that because she's supposed to be a spy. I'm like, how is it that of all the information you got, you didn't get that piece of information? Whatever. It's just like that is going to be a scene that's going to be such a dud. Oh, are you? Have you been tested for Huntington's? <laughs> yeah, about a half a year ago, um, I did it. I don't have it. I'm good. Great, great. Uh, this is a, this is the exact payoff I wanted for this scene. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, mm. I, I. It has been. What I've liked about it is we got to see a little bit of Emma. We got to see Robert. But not enough, especially the way I'm hoping Robert is not just taking off the canvas until the next time we see him in like six months. I'm hoping he's still involved and he's going to escape out of whatever's being set up for him. Mm -hmm. Please let that be the case. I have a feeling it's not. I feel like Tristan Rogers is going to be gone for like four or five months and then we'll see him again. I hope not. I hope that they keep him in the mix for a minute because it's been a joy to have him there. It, it has been nice for somebody else to kind of go against Valentine mm-hmm. and, and somebody not- that's a man and not Aunt Anna. Because Anna, whenever Anna goes up, it's like her defenses come down whenever she deals with Valentine, and she she she's not herself. It's like it's the weirdest thing. And I don't know if there's like an attra- I don't know if they had a thing if there's an attraction with them like what's going on with them I don't know like I think a while ago they had them being involved and then it it blew up or something happened and I don't know but I was just like Ugh. and I feel I I would love to see more scenes of Valentine and Peter talking and I feel like the only reasons they ever talk is just like hey Anna's getting close Nina's getting suspicious I don't need to see any scenes with them talking. Really, Mm-mm. I wish I, I would want to see them talking about something that doesn't have to relate to Anna or Nina or his secret. Like, what's but the it's not. what's their deal? Are they are they the fact that he's still in Port Charles? It, are they going to work together on something, or is he just always be like, you should get out of here because somebody's going to find out? I would like to. I would like the big reveal to be how why he brought him to Port Charles. Like, what is their situation? What is their, what is so secret? Because he's trying to hide, he's, Valentin's also trying to hide his alliance with, with Peter August too, or Heinrich, whatever. He's trying to hide it too. So it, it'll be really interesting to see how all of that plays out. Because once that plays out, that's going to put um, a strain on him and Nina too. She's going to kick him to the curb. Um, and you don't ask Mike about the storyline either. Is that we've already got Heinrich gaslamping, ga- gaslighting Lulu, and thinking of like, oh, I'm gonna pretend I'm. Uh, well, he really is Heinrich, sending her emails saying that he wants to meet. And now we've got Anna doing the was same that, thing. So it's him doing it. I thought for some reason it was Valentine doing it. Nope, it's always because whenever because whenever they talk about that happening, Valentine always has this like cat ate the canary look on his face. Yeah. So I always thought it was I th- always thought it was him. Ugh, the fact that we now we got Anna and him doing the same thing to Lulu. I'm like, come on, guys, this is dragging out. And way then too Jason long. telling her, "This is dangerous. You shouldn't be doing it." Like the fact that Jason's telling you that. Should give you enough common sense to go. Let me just back up out of this. Let me just go. But no. Yeah, and I was excited too about the other scene that kind of got me excited was when Nina finds all the stuff in Peter August's office, mm-hmm. lays into him, wants to know the explanation, mm-hmm. and then when it finds out that oh yeah, he reached out to Obrecht and her mom in prison, got it all this information about Nathan's life and early childhood, and now she's called off Kurtz at the end of it. 
Do you think Curtis is really going to stay off of it? Nope. Please don't. Please nope. don't. Nope. If Curtis is a true PI like he has proven to be throughout the course of his time on the show, that's not going to happen. He's going he's gonna to blow the whistle. I hope so, because I feel like too often... Because he's too close. He's too close to finding out who he is. Because even he says, you know, this dude has a blank slate until he came to Port Charles. That's weird. That's just, that's strange. Like, how can you not have a... How can you not have a life history before you came to this one city? It's virtually impossible. You'll never find anything about me before (laughs) I walked into the studio with Carla Renata. But speaking of Curtis, so let's talk about how Stella lost her mind... When Curtis told told her that he wanted to marry Jordan, and this is after he'd already gotten you know permission from TJ, and TJ was like, "Yo, I'm cool. I just want y'all to be happy." Aunt Stella was like, mm, "No." <laughs> yeah. All right. Put yourself in Curtis' shoes. Do you take that opinion into consideration, or do you say, "I'm doing it. I wish I had your support, and I but I, I love you. I'm still doing it." That's pretty much what he said. I can I can kind of see both sides of the situation. Like I can see how Aunt Stella is salty over the fact that her son died because of Jordan, because of some choices that Jordan made. Jordan was married to her son, right? Her son is Curtis's brother. So now you gonna marry your brother's widow? Mm, that's messy. It's just messy. It's messy, but I mean that's what life is. That's messy, though. That's like, that's a, oh, that's so messy. Girl, the heart wants what the heart wants. Yeah, but that's not, the heart don't want mess. <laughs> no? The, the, the heart, heart thrives on mess. The heart don't want mess served up on a platter. No, it does not. <laughs> no, it does not. Mm-mm. But I was, but you know, speaking of which, you know, the day, speaking of Aunt Stella, the daytime Emmys were last week and she won. Look at her go. She won a daytime Emmy. I'm like, okay. Good for All her. All right, Stella win that Emmy, yeah. girl. Congratulations to her. Vernay Watson. Let me tell you something, just to segue for a split second. Vernay Watson was the first black woman I ever saw in a national commercial on TV. Is she the reason that we have you sitting right here across from she me today? She is the reason that I am able to audition and even be seen or even book a national commercial because she was one of the first. And when I am lucky enough to go to a call where I actually run into her, I'm so overwhelmed and excited and grateful because I know what she had to endure for me to be sitting there with her for whatever call that is that day, and I never take that for granted. So I just want to offer you the biggest, most heartfelt congratulations ever, ever, ever. I love you so much. Have you told her that when you've seen her? I tell her that every time I see her. Every time I see her, I tell her. And she says, you're embarrassing me. I'm like, I don't care. I will tell you every time I see you because I do not take that for granted. That's excellent. I love that. And I love that General Hospital is making good use of her character because she could have easily been a one-off. I'm glad I'm glad they've given her the the Sonny and Mike stuff mm-hmm. because the, the Curtis and Jordan stuff. It was getting old. Oof. It was. It was getting old. <laughs> Yeah, it was getting old. She was turning into the angry black woman in a scene kind of thing, and I'm yes. like, can we just not do that to her? She's a legend in the business. Can we just not do that to her? Just please. The scene there was a scene that she had with Sunny this week oh, broke my heart. It was so good, so good, so good. I love the scenes with her and Sunny because it's the only time that you see him kind of even killed. He's not stressing out. He's not yelling. He's not freaking out. He's just listening to what she has to say and trying to absorb it and understand it all, you know. And when he said, um, when Sonny 
when she was, um, what's the word? When she was gently suggesting that he investigate putting him in a home at some point because he was, he is rather slipping so rapidly. He was like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to do that. And I, I get it. Cause I'm, in, I'm in that situation right now. So I totally get what that feels like. I totally get what that feels like. Let me tell you something. I don't know who on general hospital has somebody that has dementia or Alzheimer's in their family. But when I tell you they're getting it 190% right, I tell you they are getting it right because they are writing it the way it happens. It's escalating a little quicker because it is television and it is a soap opera, but the details in which they're telling the story, it happens exactly like that. What I always like about what Maurice Bernard does with Sonny is that he can get irritated and agitated and his buttons can get pushed when he's dealing with family about issues. But if he goes and seeks out somebody that's a professional, whether it be you know Patrick Drake, <clears throat> uh, Griffin, uh, Stella yeah. in the situation, uh, even Epiphany when he's doing the rehab there too. Oh, uh, those scenes were nice too. Yeah, that mm-hmm. he will listen mm-hmm. to them. And it's always great to see another side of Sonny come out in those scenes where he's willing to be able to listen to what somebody else has to offer and, and – kind of, I don't want to say like humble himself, but open himself up to their expertise. But that's what makes Maurice Bernard an exemplary actor. He's so wonderful at what he does. Did you hear that, Maurice Bernard? Because I'm just going to keep bringing up your name every week until you come to the GH Report. So I'm just I'm just saying, speaking of Maurice Bernard, you know, he posted some pictures on Twitter of him, his real mom and dad and um, Mike, his TV dad. His mother and father are beautiful people. They look so pretty. I was Ooh. like, oh, so now we know where he got his looks. Ooh. But I thought that that was so cute that he posted pictures of his mom and dad. It's like, look at Maurice Bernard. He a big old softy. Well, I, I, what better way to tell him that than have him sitting here in studio I know. with us? I didn't need for him to come on a Sunday and hang out with us. I, I mean, it's going to feel like I'm throwing you under the bus. Of but, course, because uh, you're always trying to throw me under the bus. That's true. So it's okay. But I feel like you came in all fired up after meeting him out there on the I red carpet. Look, I feel like it's been, you know, the... it's been some, it's been some time, but you know, there's been some things in my personal life that happened that I, that I had to kind of, uh, sit back, you know, throw back for a minute, but now I'm going in full throttle. I'm going to go after Maurice, but let me tell you, he going to be here before this year is out. We got what? Six oh, more months. you heard we that here, folks. Maurice Bernard gonna be on the GH report before 2018 is over. I promise you that. Oh. If I gotta go up to ABC to the General Hospital set and be like, "Yo, Mo, come on over," it's happening. Look at that from Carla's mouth to Maurice's ears. That's right. And maybe we'll have a little duo. Maybe it'll be Maurice Bernard and the chick that plays Ava. I love her, by the way. She would totally come. Laura West? Nice. She would totally come. She would? Really? Oh, yeah. She would totally come. Well, to talk to you, not to talk to me. She would totally come and hang out. She's mad cool. I've met her before. She's mad cool. Oh. I like her a lot. All right. I wish I knew what mad cool is like. I certainly don't. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Uh, Let's also dive into one other storyline from this week, too, and that is the Nell storyline. Where her, uh, we've got Carly taking pills now. Nell just sucking up to Michael left and right. That uh, she's sucking up to Carly too. Did you see the scene where she where she went to Diane and Diane felt some kind of way. Diane looked like she was gonna punch her in her throat. I hollered. But the scene where she was saying to Diane that she wanted to make arrangements to have Carly be the legal guardian of their baby in case something happens to her and Michael. I was like, really, diva. 
Uh, are you setting her up for failure? Yeah, you are. Yeah. Which but, is so evil. And that's the frustrating thing is that Carly knows that Nell is sneaky and duplicitous, and yet everything that's happening in her life, she's not willing to take that extra leap and go, oh, wait a minute. Nell is fishy. Why aren't I even considering that she could be screwing around with me and all this other stuff that's happening to me? She just never makes that extra step, and it's frustrating to watch. It really is. What's really frustrating to watch for me with Carly is that now Carly's actually starting to think that she's losing it. And that, and I'm like, you're so much smarter than that. I just want her to like wake up and smell the coffee and realize she's been set up. I want her to realize that before it's too late. Because yeah. I feel like it's going to impact her relationship with Sonny if she doesn't. It's, uh, I, it, it's still, I don't understand what Nell is thinking the end game of this is going to be. That Carly gets committed and that Michael is just going to be so convinced that she's cuckoo bananas that. She's like, you know, my mom's cuckoo bananas. She's so working now- it though. I'll give it to her because when he said when when she's t- when she said to Michael that she wanted that to happen, he was like, "Oh, thank you." And he touched her hand, and she had that look on her face like, "Oh, it's working." I'm like, "Oh, oh Lord, really?" <laughs> <laughs> we both were like eye rolling at the TV. It was horrible. I was like, oh. "What I do like though is that when Michael tells Sonny and Carly like, "Hey, you know." She did this. I'm going to rip up the original one. If she's serious, she's going to give it back to you, the papers, again in a week. Why don't we just try to just be nice instead of always just being antagonistic? And when she comes back, Nell comes back, and there's Sonny and Michael, and it, Michael says something nice, and then it turns over to Sonny, and he just has this smile on his face. And it, it just it's just so it's so insincere, but just so... Uh, was, it's just venomous underneath yes. it. It was just... It was just... Oh, it was just. That's all I can say. It was just. It was too many things. What about Alexis finally throwing Finn and Chase together for them to have that conversation that went absolutely nowhere? I was like, really? I was really frustrated by that. I was frustrated. I'm glad to hear you say that. I was frustrated frustrated by that too because I was like, oh, they're finally going to get to the bottom of it. They got to like halfway through to the bottom of it. Like they had that conversation where they talked about, you know, that well Chase accused Finn of having some issue with him because his father left and all that drama, which is probably what it is. But I just have a hard time swallowing the fact that Finn is that salty over that. Like you walking around giving this boy that kind of shade over that. It's not his fault. He's just the offspring. It's not his like really? Yeah, I, what I wish is I don't have. They don't need to become best friends out of these scenes right now. They can work up to it at that point. But at least tell us what the deal is, so we're invested a little bit more in the situation. Yeah, Finn keeps deliberately not saying what the deal yeah. is. It's kind of like what they were doing with Sam and Jason for a minute, where every Ugh. time they would walk in the room, one of them would leave, and there'd be that awkward, awkward look and all that drama. Which, speaking of Sam and Jason, so Sam is finally going to go through with the divorce, right? You know, I'm sure Drew's not happy about that, but you know, Drew ain't happy about nothing these days. Ugh. But she's finally gonna go through with the divorce. She finally is getting her her wits about her back because she told Jason how much fun she had, you know, doing a little caper over there, and it looked like it was fun. Like those scenes were actually fun to watch. I was excited to yeah. watch those. Those were fun. But the, let me see that. Like I said it before, I'll see watch those. <laughs> I don't care. About seeing a romance and hear that song. I'm going to hear that song soon, and I'm going to get really irritated. I'll get over yourself. And the other thing is Lucy. 
So Lucy running around Port Charles getting um, donations from everybody. But my favorite, my favorite was when she went to Ava to ask for the donations. Yes. Uh, that was my favorite scene ever. And we see how that's going to play it because she grabs the pen out of Nell's purse. That's the like the invisible ink pen and writes her a check. And we know that check's going to disappear. Uh, I'm curious to see how that's going to tie in and, and kind of validate Carly's point of view. I feel like it's got to at some point, but we'll see. Hmm, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. But that was hilarious. Oh, brother. Uh, this nurse's ball is going to kill me. Uh, <laughs> I love the nurse's ball. I love it. Oh, boy. Well, uh, speaking of uh, things coming up, why don't we do a little bit of just like some comings and goings and news and gossip there. Okay. After Buzz TV News. Uh, We've got uh, Presley Coker. Uh, He's going to be playing Stephen Blake uh, coming up next week. Uh, Starting tomorrow, I believe, as a matter of fact. It was about a victim of My Two Dads as well. He's going to have a little uh, heart-to-heart, face-to-face with Franco. We'll see how that goes. Wait, I just have to say, you said my two dads. So Maurice Bernard, when he posted the picture, he said, me and my two dads. Ah. <laughs> I knew you'd like that. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> uh, and we're also going to have Lucas and Brad together on the screen at the same time. Finally. Look at that. Finally is right. Uh, to see the storyline kind of inching up. It's going to all take place around Nell's baby shower. Oh, okay. So I'm hoping that we get to see at least a little drama between. Uh, oh, there's going to be drama for that baby shower. Come on. Are That'd you kidding? Great. Oh, yes. Uh, and of course, uh, Kimberly McCullough, Robin will be coming back at the end of the month for the nurses' ball. We love when Robin comes back. Yes. She's like a bright, shining star when she comes now, back. Usually she just does that speech, uh, but uh, maybe we'll see her actually get involved and do some sort of performing. She performs every once in a while. But it has, it's been a while since she performed, though. Oh, just get ready for that Julian, Julian and Kim performance, guys. It's gonna, oh, you it's know, gonna burn it's gonna be, it's gonna, it's gonna be hot and heavy. You know it is. Oh yes, and of course, if you're watching the Chew on ABC, you know Carla Hall. She's gonna be coming and doing an, uh, an appearance on an episode of General Hospital. Oh, is she gonna soon. be one of the reporters for the Nurses Ball or please something? No, please don't do that. <laughs> uh, no, no description about exactly what she's gonna be doing, but whether she's playing herself or she's playing somebody oh. else. I went to college with Carla Hall. Oh, I well, did. We everybody, both, watch your toes. We, we got some names being dropped in no, here. No, we both graduated from Howard University, and the only reason I remember is because her name is Carla. Because <laughs> I don't remember anybody ever for any reason. I just have a horrible memory, horrible memory, and horrible sense of direction. But I remember her because her name is Carla. That's true. I have to reintroduce myself to Carla every time we do the JH report. <laughs> she always looks at me like, "Wait, who are you?" <laughs> That that. is not true. Stop playing. Uh, All right, before we wrap up, we've got a couple of minutes left to do some lightning fast predictions. Your After Buzz TV predictions. I know Carla's brimming, brimming with predictions. Um, I'm predicting that somebody's going to find out who Anna is this week. I'm hoping that's going to happen this week because they've been talking about it for weeks and weeks. weeks, So I'm feeling like this is the week that we're going to find out that Anna is Heinrich's mom. And we might get an even bigger clue that Peter is Heinrich and somebody of really huge importance is going to get that information. It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. I have a feeling that Peter will find out that Anna uh, is playing his mom and then, but not realizing the whole time, is like, oh, wait, she's pretending to be my mom. Oh, she really is my mom. I feel like they're going to draw that beat out for a little bit. 
So that's going to be really I irritating. Hope not. Oh, of course they're going to do that. No. Uh, and then we're going to see Carly get committed. She's going to get <laughs> she's going to get uh, tossed in the hooskow in the loony bin. Uh, no. And then she's going to realize that oh, it was Nell all along. How do no. I get out of the loony bin now? <laughs> uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my, my enthusiasm knows bounds on that storyline. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, do you have any other predictions? No. No, I don't. It. Yeah, because everything else I think is going to take a minute to unfold. Well, she's made the biggest prediction of all, folks. And remember this date. We've got Sunday, May 5th, May 6th, excuse me. Carla Renata said Maurice Bernard is going to be in this studio. I didn't say May year. 6th. I, oh, yeah. Today is May 6th. Yes. Okay. Yeah, by the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, yeah. That right there. That is the. I'm going uh, to make that happen. That's going to happen. That's a grandpappy mm-hmm. of all predictions right there. Yep. And then everybody on the GH Report will love me forever. He will be here. I promise he will. Are we getting more people? Hmm? Are there, are there other people joining the show? No. Well, I mean, I mean you know, the fans and, you know, oh, fine, no, JLJ and, you know. <laughs> My name didn't get mentioned at all on that. I feel I felt that. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. But as always, thanks for watching. <laughs> like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thanks, everybody, for hopping in the chat. Of course, we couldn't do the show without your thoughts and analysis as well. But if you want to continue the conversation with us even after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? You can find me, Carla Renata, across all social media platforms at The Curvy Critic. And don't forget, folks, on Sunday, May 6th, 2018, Carla Renata <laughs> said Maurice Bernard is going to be in the studio. He is. By the end of 2018, mm-hmm. I am excited to see how this plays out. He is. Don't and think then, I will let me remind you that. Don't hate when he come. Don't hate when he come. And I'm going to have a cake for him and everything. Mm-hmm. I'm going to yeah. punch him in the throat. I'm not going to punch him in the throat, <laughs> but I'll have a cake for him when he comes. Oh, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be yeah, like a Carly, uh, a sunny face on there. Ooh, that's a good idea. Are I you, should do that. I should, should do that. You should get Or your just face. have a big GH55 on it. Or, or just have a face of me and him. I don't know. Do your face and his face together <laughs> on the cake. Best friends. It's a best friend's cake, Maurice. We're besties. We're BFFs. <laughs> uh, follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Happy Good Jackie, folks. Thanks for joining us. Uh, we'll see you back here uh, next week for another edition of the GH Report right here on Happy Buzz TV. <laughs> Bye. Best friend's cake. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.